Hey, good morning. This is Richard Shu, host of Shu Untied. This morning, I'm very pleased to have with me as my guest, Charlie Verhoeven, who's a partner at Quinn Emanuel. Charlie, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot. So, Charlie, let me start by asking you, you know, how you got into IP law and how to, how, to begin with. So, uh, I went to law school in the Midwest at the University of Iowa, and um, uh, I originally was, wanted to be a do-gooder lawyer and uh, was thinking of trying to go into Native American law in litigation, but uh, I wasn't able to get a job in that area. So I ended up going to Crevasse, Wayne & Moore in New York and just generally wanted to litigate. And by happenstance, I uh, was assigned to be uh, representing IBM. And so uh, from the start of my career... I was litigating in the IP area, and um, it's kind of funny because I don't have a technical background, um, and uh, uh, but I've definitely learned uh, about about te- different technologies in my career. Um, but yeah, I started as a general litigator and just sort of uh, became an IP litigator. Now, when you took when you had that first case for IBM, did you you know like it right away, or did it take time before you started liking it? Or how did you, how well, did... it's funny. Initially, I thought that oh, boring uh, patent litigation, um, and uh, I came to realize, uh, which most people don't who aren't who aren't practicing in the area, that is incredibly intellectually stimulating area of law because. Not only is the law complex and provide for all kinds of different strategery, as it were, uh, but you get to learn about new technologies uh, when you get different cases, and they pay you to learn. So uh, it, it's very intellectually stimulating, as opposed to, for example, if you're doing um, securities law, where there's virtually four prongs you have to prove, and it's all boring discovery. Mm. So, um, yes, I, I, I came to like it very much. Now, is your, is your litigation for IP mainly focused on patents, or is it more broad than that? It's more broad than that. For example, right now, um, I'm representing uh, a Alphabet s- subsidiary, Waymo, against Uber in a trade secret case. And uh, earlier in my career, I had a trade secret case in which I was a plaintiff where we won a uh, $134 million judgment. So um, it's trade secrets, it's patents. Uh, I've done a little copyright work, uh, but it's mostly trade secrets and patents. Between those two, do you have one that you like better? Well, they're different. They're apples and oranges. Uh, trade secret cases are more fun if you're the plaintiff because there's misconduct involved. Whereas in patent cases, uh, you know, maybe some of those cases involve intentional infringement, but a lot of the times... Uh, there are cases where you have an NPE or you or it's two competitors that decided to start war against each other and it's it's more uh, more technical mm-hmm. cases are more technical unless sort of he said she said mm-hmm. in the patent cases so I enjoy the patent cases because they're intellectually stimulating and there's because there's so many defenses and doctrines in patent law it provides for uh, more opportunities to be creative as a litigator. Uh, but I enjoy trade secret cases because, at least if you're the plaintiff, um, 
it, it, when you go to trial in those cases, you get to have the human element more involved. Now, you mentioned the Waymo cases, one of your cases in your entire career. Are there, in, are there two or three other cases or examples that kind of really stand out in your mind? Well, the, the top one would probably be the very first lawsuit in the smartphone wars. Um, and people think about the Samsung-Apple litigation as, when they think of smartphone wars. But the actual uh, biggest lawsuit was against a company called HTC. And Android was actually launched on an HTC phone. And uh, that was the beginning of Android. And Apple uh, filed a suit against HTC on 10 patents, uh, eight of which were software patents directed, uh, that were directed squarely at uh, the Android operating system. And they were seeking to exclude uh, HTC from importing those phones. If Apple had won that case, uh, they might have been successful in interfering significantly with the launch of Android. And we might have a different marketplace today. Hmm. Um, but um, so I was lead counsel on all the eight software patents, um, and another firm handled two hardware patents for the defense. And we we ended up winning on all eight software patents, hmm. uh, both uh, before the ALJ and then on appeal. So by the time that was done, um, Android had been reached well over 50% of the marketplace, maybe closer to 70. Mm. And when the Samsung case was filed, uh, the market was already a fait accompli. Mm. So um, that was a very big victory um, in my mind. You mentioned that you obviously look at a lot of different uh, technologies when you do these patent cases and IP, other uh, trade secret cases. Can you give me a feel for kind of the range of the different kinds of technologies you've worked in? Oh, all over the place, from uh, you know DNA uh, life science areas to lots of internet cases. Uh, I've done polymer cases, um, uh, all kinds of different cases. You name it, I've probably done it. Um, <laughs> Do you have one area of technology that you kind of like better than others? You feel more comfortable in? No, I like them all. Um, and you know, the, the I do a lot of trials, and so the the it's you know doing trials is sort of like a black art you have to learn it you don't learn it in school and one of the aspects that's really challenging in technology cases is um giving the jury the sen- the sense that they understand the technology and uh convincing them that you are uh the wearing the white hat with respect to that technology mm-hmm. and you know, to a certain extent, the fact that I don't have a technical background is a benefit when I'm trying cases because I understand how you have to distill this technology in a way that a jury can at least believe it understands. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, somebody who came up through technology and has got a PhD in engineering and then became a lawyer um, has will be more inclined uh, naturally to, to talk over the jurors' heads, to assume they understand things they don't understand. So there's a real art in distilling the technology and, and creating your story in a technology case, uh, which is a lot harder than it is in, say, an employment case or a securities case, where the story can be pretty straightforward. What's the most complicated technology you've ever had to understand? Probably NMRI technology, which is... Uh, 
uh, what that's what MRIs used to be called nuclear uh, magnetic resonance imaging. Uh, because the way they explain that te- technology was basically math. <laughs> and I'm, I'm more of a pictorial guy. <laughs> so you mentioned that you do a lot of trial work. Is that, is that kind of your favorite area? Or do you actually like the whole, do you like the whole strategy and the whole case buildup and everything? Or are you really just really the, the trial part, the exciting part for you? I like the trials the most. Uh, they're the most fun. Um, but it's always fun to take a case from beginning to end, um, and be, it'll be your baby. You came up with the initial strategy, you've seen it through. Um, you you're able to uh, you know do game theory with the other side, where they make a step and you make a step, and you set the thing up for trial. So they're both fun. Um, but if I had to choose between one or the other, I'd do trials. Mm-hmm. Now, you've obviously had a very successful career. You must work with a lot of younger lawyers. What kind of advice do you give to younger lawyers who are just starting their careers or want to be IP trial lawyers? Well, if you want to be a trial lawyer, then you have to um, act affirmatively and seek out uh, situations where you can get on your feet in the courtroom. You can't rely on the firm you're with to provide those for you. Um, you know, our firm goes to trial a lot, but uh, many IP firms don't go to trial near as much. And you just need to proactively get out there and find opportunities for yourself to get in the courtroom and start getting the experience. And that's what I did. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, w- once you start doing that, it'll sort of build like a snowball and you'll become the trial guy. And you'll end up being able to to do it uh, more frequently uh, and hopefully be able to grow your career so that you're thought of as the trial lawyer. Uh, but it, sitting back and just hoping it comes uh, will – that I don't recommend that. I, I recommend a proactive strategy. Make it clear to all the partner, partners you know that you're working with that this is what you want to do. And then affirmatively look for opportunities. Uh, if there's a case going to trial that you're not on, call them up and say, do you need any help? <laughs> Um, if there's a smaller case, uh, you know, that isn't very sexy, take it anyway and ask to be the person on it because if it goes to trial, you might have a significant role in that trial. So if you want to be a trial lawyer, that's my advice. Now, you've obviously had a very successful career as an IP lawyer outside, you know, partner at a law firm. Have you ever thought about any other career choices? Have you ever thought about going in-house or doing something else? I have thought about that, um... Uh, more recently than earlier in my career, um, but I can't think of anything I'd rather do. Uh, so, uh, if something comes along, um, I'm open to it. But uh, you know, in-house teaching, those kind of things, um, I like. I like the stress of a trial and the energy of a trial, and. Uh, um, I don't see that happening in those types of fields. Now, you mentioned, obviously, you're focused mainly on IP-type cases. Are there other kinds of cases that you do would still like to do in your career that you haven't already done in the past, or do you like to just keep focused on, on this area that you're in now? Well, I like trials, period, and I'm open to doing other trials. That it's, it's sort of a thing where if you start doing something, then you keep doing it, and then more and more people come to you and ask you to do it. So I started out as a generalist litigator, and then just sort of became uh, known in the IP area and then more specifically in the patent area. Um, but, you know, the skills that you learn as a trial lawyer uh, are not limited to the substantive area you're working in. And I would be happy to do, for example, an antitrust case or, or any kind of case 
uh, if people wanted me to do that. But I think that the marketplace thinks my highest and best use is is trying cases in the IP area. Mm. Does trying cases ever get old? No, does not. <laughs> you still get stressed out before every trial. <laughs> Um, what I mean, what what do you think the most important thing is when you're? I mean, in terms of the the skills that you need to to have when you're trying case. I mean, what do you think the most important things are? Well, you have to know your case. Um, if you know your case better than the other side, that's a huge advantage. So you have to do the work and learn your case. Um, you have to be able to improvise. Um, so, by analogy, um, for example, uh, I. When I was younger, I was a musician, and I was a jazz musician. And by analogy, improvising in jazz is very similar to what you need to do in the courtroom. So you need to be able to react and get off your script, um, depending upon what the other side does, depending upon what the judge does. Uh, and you, when you're doing your trial, you can't be tied to paper. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to elevate yourself beyond your outlines and uh, be in the moment and concentrating on the jury, the judge, and opposing counsel all at the same time and making audible calls on what you're going to do based on that. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's really important too. And thirdly, you have to be the kind of person who thrives on stress. You have to – tension. You have to be able to – if you're the type of person who – uh, doesn't like tension, um, trials aren't for you. Uh, but a lot of people actually like the adrenaline from tense situations. I know I do. And, uh, and that's an advantage, I think, uh, where if you, if you actually get more clear-headed in a tense environment and are able to function better, um, then you might be the type of person to be a good trial lawyer. Mm. Well, even though it's so stressful, do you actually have fun when you're trying cases, or you wouldn't say that? Sure, more more fun after I've won, but <laughs> in retrospect, but yeah, uh, it's fun. It's fun uh, coming up with your story, figuring out how you're going to handle witnesses, whether you're going to call witnesses from the other side is adverse. Um, you know, testing out your themes. The whole process is it's fun. It's also a team effort, and so you get really close to the people you're working with. And the experiences are are quite similar to high stress sporting events uh, at a high level. Um, so you you work as a team, and if if something bad happens to one of your team members at the trial, you feel you know you say it's okay, that's okay, keep going. And uh, so it's a real fun experience. Well, Charlie, this has been a fascinating conversation. I really appreciate your taking the time. If you do decide to do anything else, you'll have to come back and tell me about it. Okay, thanks a lot. This is Richard Chu and Charlie Verhoeven. Thanks.